Hey, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast, where we aim to help you, the big-hearted change maker with a bold vision to build a business that gives you butterflies and a life that makes you want to high-five yourself. How? By addressing the interconnected nature of all that you do. From marketing to mindset and everything in between, we believe your business is more ecosystem than monoculture and that when it comes to creating sustainable success, it's all connected and there is no one-size-fits-all formula. Join us for conversations that embrace nuance, elevate the importance of empathy, and address the diverse and unique strengths that enable entrepreneurs to not just make money, but to make real lasting positive change in a regenerative and revolutionary way. Hey, hey, party people. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem. We are so excited to be here with the one and only Laura Wright today. Laura was one of my very first coaches. She introduced me to so many concepts that absolutely rocked my world and continue to. So let me give you the official introduction. Laura has closed a cool 43 million and then some over the past 20 years. And she's the founder of Epic at Sales. But for time, Laura Wright's life was anything but epic. After her real estate company crashed and burned in 2008, Along with the rest of the economy, Laura found herself over half a million dollars in debt while being the sole provider of her family, no less. There she was, lost, demoralized, doubting her ability to rise up until she remembered her two greatest gifts, the power to see the potential in any situation and the ability to close just about any sale with love. A few years later, Laura has made a name for herself in the coaching industry as the sales ninja for service-based women in business, helping her clients to scale to six figures within months and cross seven figures in record time. She's also expanded her mission to change the way all women rise from entrepreneurial dips and even wrote a rule book to prove it. No woman down. Laura's approach to creating wealth and scaling businesses is simple, effective, and steeped in the absolute belief that sales is love. And she lives in Baltimore with her hubby and their kiddo, their gentle giant Burmese mountain dog, and their newest addition. What kind of what kind of puppy is it? She's a King Charles Cavalier, and King she Charles looks Cavalier exactly like a Burmese mountain dog. Just, just a mini, tiny, just a little mini. There you go. And I feel like this bio doesn't even do justice to all of the other amazing things that you've got going on, and such is the case with bios very often. So we're going to get into all of that. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I've been excited for this. I feel like we've been trying to plan this conversation for almost years. So I am beyond thrilled to reconnect, excited to support your people, to get to know the lovely Dawn, all the good things. Yeah, same here. I know it's been a minute. 
I was going to say, I'm excited too, because the like 15 minutes we had before we started hitting record, were already so epic, which I guess is the right, the right <laughs> word for you. Um, but I, I can't wait to see what we come out when I'm not stopping and being like, stop, we have to put this on the pod. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Uh, it's exciting to, to meet Shanti's first coach. Mm-hmm. I haven't really, I guess I have a couple coaches, but I feel like most of what I've learned about all this stuff is from Shanti. So it's like, you know, uh, you source go. meeting source or something. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things that's really fun for our family is we love RuPaul. Watching RuPaul's Drag Race is like a thing we do. And in the drag community, they have daughters and family members based on who puts you in drag. And one of my beloved clients who I've worked with for years is also a business coach in the land that we all run in. And we jokingly call her clients like my grand client. Right. Because like I transferred information to her, she transferred them along. So I will happily receive that we are all now officially family. Yay. Oh, yay. Don can be your grandbaby. I love it. Great. I bet you're one of the cool grandmas who like spoils the shit out of of the grandbabies and loves them. Seriously. We have a treat closet for the dog. <laughs> and we might have a treat closet for our two-legged puppy, aka our son. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want a treat closet. That's everyone cool. should have a treat closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have a little treat treat cupboard above the fridge that like <laughs> is semi-sacred. <laughs> I think someone has discovered it. Some little eight-year-old. Uh. So we love to start every episode asking about whether you identify with the characteristics of different systems that help you to better understand yourself and your your skills and your challenges, everything from astrology to human design to the Enneagram to DISC to Colby. And I want to point out that Colby, you were the first person to ever talk to me about Colby and get me to get my Colby, which I, you know, having that understanding, I can really look at, well, why do I have so many ideas? And yet I feel like this obsession to have all the information before activating on those ideas, those damn Colby numbers. And you also were the first person to ever introduce me to human design, which I just keep going deeper on. Like yesterday I was, I was reading this essay on the three, five profile Mm. and there's a lot going on in human design, but you, yeah, you introduced me to both of those. So thank you. And please tell us like astrology, Mm -hmm. all of it. Where are we at? Okay, so I have to tell you, this is really fun because I still use Colby and human design as like my two top tools in my business for self-understanding because it's that thing that unlocks the moment of like, WTF, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do X, Y, Z? Which is what so many of our clients show up with. And what I've learned is the moment you understand why you do stuff, you get to stop doing the stuff that doesn't work because it's not for you. And you can just run completely strengths-based. And that's another one that I love. I love strengths finders. I haven't used it as much in the last couple of years. I love Colby. I'm a three, two, nine, four, which means I'm a system breaking quick start, which is a superpower. And 
your greatest detriment if you don't understand it. So understanding is the most important. I'm a straight manifester, which again, everyone thinks in human design, being a manifester is like the most magic thing in the whole wide world. You think it, it maternalize or materializes. And what I've started to learn is with that power, I have to be really mindful about my energy because I can materialize things that I want and that I don't want. So mm-hmm. I am very mindful about that. I'm also a cancer, July 18th. So I'm a cancer Leo cuss. Yes, I'm yes. July 19th. That's all. <laughs> I'm not at all surprised you are the second, I was going to say client. So I guess now we're working together, but yeah. you are the second yeah. person I know whose birthday is July 19th mm-hmm. as well. And her name also happens to be Laura. Huh. Um and she's also in Canada. So I might've just added her. So happy birthday. You're a beautiful girl, but also <laughs> you too, Dawn. So what I love about being a cancer Leo cusp is I have all of the heart loyalty, nurturing of a cancer, but I got enough Leo that I love to stand on stage and talk really loud and help a lot of people. And what I find is some of the Leo's don't always bring all the compassion with love to my Leo sisters. And some of the cancers don't always get out into the world to support the people the way we want to. And so I'm in love with knowing that about myself. Mm -hmm. But the best part about understanding Colby human design, and again, I love astrology, things that don't actually change by personality. Like these things are locked in. Colby, by the time you're seven, your cognitive side of your brain that it is assessing from is in place. Mm -hmm. Your human design is based on your birth date, time, and location. That's not ever going to change. And same with astrology. And so I like things that help me. It doesn't, if I had a bad day and I took an assessment, Mm -hmm. I might have a different thing. And because when you have deep self-understanding, the blame, shame, and all that gets set down and you can function at a higher level. And the other thing I love about it is I know my family and my business partners all of their design. And it has radically transformed how we do things. Our son is a Taurus and a projector. And so we give him lots of space for resting. We have very low calendar commitments because sometimes he comes home from school and the peopling he is done and he wants to go like laying down and watch a screen for a while. And we know when he does that, he recharges. My husband is an Aries projector, which is magic with me being a, you guys have to shut me up at some point if you want me to shut up about it. But knowing that about him and me being a manifester and a cancer. So the way that Aries and cancer match up is he wants to build a castle and be the white knight and charge forward. And I, as the crab, need a castle to be in that is cozy. So he takes care of our home he feeds us. He is that, and he's very strong in it. And I can then go be vulnerable where I need to be. I can be bold where I need to be. And as a family unit, we function so well. And it's also the strength of our business. What I also know with my business partner is a 10 quick start. I'm a nine quick start. And so our team is made up of a few more fact finders to gather and systematize for us. And we, she's a projector and I'm a manifester and projector and manifester match up. It's basically when you're in alignment together to the same theme, it catapults you forward faster. So I can attribute understanding to how we create magic fast. Mm-hmm. We can quantum leap because we get it. It's not like most people are out there trying to like 
catch lightning in a bottle. And what we basically figured out is how to orchestrate magic and get what we want. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. that's the coolest ever. I want you to take your Colby, John. Have you ever done your Colby? No, I really want to now. Uh, like, what? Yeah. Another one? I'm yeah, curious. I'm, I feel I'm like curious. you're probably high quick start. Yeah, I think so too. Just from what you were just saying, I was like, oh yeah, we need fact finders too. Yeah. Like, we hire them on the team to like help us take all of the stuff that we're doing and turn it into like systems and stuff. Yeah, that's really fascinating that that part of your brain is is established by seven. I love that you brought that up because so often you take like even the Enneagram mm-hmm. you've taken multiple times and and you get different different ones depending yes. on your vibe that day. Same with Myers-Briggs often like well that'll vacillate between introvert extrovert mm-hmm. depending on the energy of the day. Yeah. yeah. And like how honest you're willing to be about yourself right now. And <laughs> like, yeah. right. Like yeah. it's so easy on the personality test where you have to like self assign an answer to either pick your best self or your worst self, depending yeah. on how you're feeling about yourself. Right. Can I, can I tell you something really interesting about that? Um, yeah. So I forgot a very important assessment that I'll talk about in a second because it doesn't exactly exist yet. It's almost there. Um, And the second thing is the, why you do sales, you know how people use pre-qualification forms or applications. Why do you have experiences where someone filled something in and you get on a call and you're like, those answers don't match who this person is. Uh It's exactly what you just said, Dawn. There is a thing that we want because the way our society was built, where you want to be a good student or you want to be seen in your best light. So a lot of people, I'm not saying they lie on their applications, but they tell to what they think you are looking for versus what is actually true. And when you can have some open-ended questions, you can start to better actually understand what they're saying versus, I always look for how someone says something versus what they say Mm -hmm. to understand where there's truth. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. And then I'll tell you about the other assessment. So my beloved business partner has created something because she loves the concept of all things human design and astrology, but there's so, there's a lot to learn. It can be very complicated. And so she was just kind of given this understanding of the elements. And so we teach this inside of our business. We call it elemental alignment. Mm -hmm. And basically it's, there's a cycle that everyone goes through where you go from, and it's not in this order, it's different for everybody earth, air, water, and fire. Mm -hmm. And so what we figured out is how to help everyone identify what energy you're in. If you're in water energy, what it looks like and what actions you should take. If you're inside of your fire energy, like fire energy is when you sell. Mm -hmm. Like it is when you are, stay on the soapbox, like gonna make it happen, you sell in those actions. If you're in your earth energy, it's where you're very strategic, grounded, and you put things in order when water, when I said that first one, water is when you want to burn your business down. Usually when you think you're the worst, when everything is disaster, we jokingly say you never make decisions in water mm-hmm. because water is meant to actually flush out and up limiting beliefs so you can release them. It's a time for rejuvenating. And when you're in your air, it's when you have all those ideas and we go do all like the marketing and speaking and being out there. And what we have learned that she's got 
10, 15, almost 20 years of business experience. I've got at least, I think it's like 25 now. I'm 45. I'm, well, I'll be 45 in like a couple months, but like, I don't even know how that amount of time went by. But what we keep seeing is when you don't understand yourself and your natural rhythms, your natural functioning, you do things that other people have done to create success and they don't work. And you don't know what's wrong with you because they didn't work and there's nothing wrong with you. It's literally not the way you're designed to do things. And the moment you understand how you are, you can have amazing ease, enjoyment, and results in your business and life. Mm. I know. know. Speaking our language for sure. Like we just keep leaning more into that because it's, the more experience you gain, the the more obvious that truth becomes. And it's like, I often use Meryl as an example of this because she's like manifester generator and so good. Mm-hmm. We'll go out and do all this direct outreach and projector me when I try and do that. Oh. I, and I, and I know that like, I know this is an effective strategy and I will do it, but also it does not feel nowhere near natural and I don't think it's anywhere near as effective. It's not. Do you know what you're supposed to do as a projector? Wait for the invitation. I'm not even waiting for the invitation. It's even better. I do. I I can give you a little nugget if you want it. The lighthouse. Is it, uh, it is lighthouse energy. It's also activating your network. Mm-hmm. When you go to the people you already know, you already have an invitation. And then also you need to, not you need to, an effective thing to support you. I'm always very careful on the needs and the shit. Is to self-invite. And the best way to do self-invitation is to understand what it is that opens your invitation. So again, why activating your current network will bring all of your leads. It's almost like a game of leapfrog. Like if you go to me, because you know me, I don't need to buy from you, but you going to me, I will immediately know all the people that I'm going to send to you and they will all become your clients. But what most projectors do when they get into outreach or networking or any of those things, they think they need to go to new people to get new clients. Mm -hmm. You actually need to return to your own network and where you will shine is like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to tell you everything Um, as a projector. And as soon as I learn about you, Don, I'll do similar. You, if I were telling you what to do, should go by being inside of people's masterminds each year for the purpose of learning and building your network. And then the next year you go find yourself another mastermind for the purposes of advancing your network. That will be everything. One of our projectors, um, she literally does one group a year that is her main group. And then she goes to three or four like in-person smaller retreats for the purpose. And she just leapfrogs. She finds a person in a group and then goes into their group and networks. And she isn't even on social media. Like... She doesn't do any of what you would call traditional business building. And it is phenomenal watching her grow. I love that. When you say self-invite, is that like investing in that mastermind is the self-invitation? A little bit of both. It's more like when you, because like 
all the people around me are projectors. My son, my husband, and our, my business partner. It's um, so I've gotten to be really good at understanding them. It's when you can say, I don't have to wait for the invitation. I have an open invitation. So I'll give you a great example. Um, so I love doing outreach and my business partner, Amber, does not because she's a projector. It's natural. However, we do a thing together where we will open up our email system. I think we just get response. And she will go through and look at who opened all the emails and put them into like a little ordered category. And she says, if you open my email, mm-hmm. that means I have an invitation to reach it. out to you. Yeah, And it's delightful to watch how those people are the ones who buy from us. Uh, right. And even a, like a comment, an engaged comment mm-hmm. on a post, that to me feels more mm-hmm. like an invitation to, to, or a reply to an email. Like those metrics of engagement being invitations to the projectors in the house. Yep. And thank you yeah, for that, Laura, that like yeah. bit of coaching there. Cause <laughs> I found I've, I have found that, that the most, one of the most effective strategies has been investing in relationships, building relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot more ease in that for me than, than trying to mm-hmm. convince a bunch mm-hmm. of strangers that I can, I can help you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Don, what is your human design? Oh, I'm a generator. Yeah. Oh. And, I'm, and I'm coming to terms with it. <laughs> you two are so well aligned if you're mm-hmm. doing stuff together because you have generators have that sacral energy. You mm-hmm. go until you're done and then you put your head down and you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's such a powerful thing. I feel like I want to say all the things to you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, this if is it's a podcast. <laughs> If there's a purpose and a yes. like a connection and alignment, I yeah. think that's been like the recent differentiator. And mm-hmm. yeah, as a generator, you need the uh-huh or the uh-uh to take action. Like I literally have a client and she didn't know anything about this before we started working together. And we were talking and I was like, are you a generator? And she's like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. And I'm like, okay, first I'm going to tell you what that's all about. And then you're going to go. And she mm-hmm. dove in because as I was talking with her, she would do this thing where I'd be like, you know, what about this? And what about that? And she'd go, mm, to the things that were for her. And the other thing about generators, like if you can listen to your body response to it, if you don't get that, don't do it. Mm-hmm. It just won't work and it will waste your precious energy. And you guys have infinite energy. So you don't think you're wasting it, but it's what creates generator burnout. Right. Because you think you're running to something you're, you need to, but if you just literally listen to your mm-hmm's. So sometimes my generators, I have them when I'm giving options, I'll be like, listen to what your body is saying and like have your, sounds weird to say it, but like have your mouth open while we're talking about this. So you can go, ah, and ah, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's remarkable to watch. The also thing about generators is if you, want to do something and can't take action, it is super, super frustrating. So one of my beloved clients, we've been working together for like three or four years. She does magic and amazing things. And she will sometimes boxer me and say, I have something I want to remember to talk about, but please do not talk about it with me until later because she'll pass it and ask a question and I'll give her like all these things she could go do. 
but she doesn't have time, space, and energy to go do them. And if she knows them and can't do them, it's like painful. Mm -hmm. So we just catch things and I don't give her anything to respond to until we are like ready to take action on it. I love that. Yeah. Really cool. Thank you. I, so I loved all of that and I have things to say about it, but I wanted to come back to this self-invitation hack because I understand that it's like for projectors, but I think lots of us do need to be invited in order Mm -hmm. to feel comfortable with things. And even just like in regular life, like, you know, like hanging out or whatever. And so the idea of choosing these smaller things that can act as an invitation, act as like, so for me, I think, I don't think only generators feel things in their bodies, right? But like act as the, hmm, that Mm -hmm. catalyst for you to listen to your body and feel invited and choose it. Like, yeah. So if people open an invitation to talk to them some more about it and making it smaller, maybe than like replied with a heck yes. Like you ask them reply yes. with a heck yes. And they like, don't. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, they don't want it. But like, if they open, then at least maybe they can be on the next iteration of what that offer could look like. I just, yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you how we do our, I don't like calling it prospecting. Sometimes yeah. I use some of the old school sales terms only because it's easy to understand it, but I'm going to tell you what we do. So we have a nurture list that is continually added to and adapted. And so each week we have a sales conversation with our team and ourselves, and we talk about the people who are on our list and people, new people come on, older people move off. We make notes. Sometimes people become clients. Sometimes they just go by the wayside if they don't matriculate. But what happens and the magic that is created and why I know we have so many clients because of this is we put dedicated time and focus to thinking about these people Mm -hmm. and they become in our awareness field. Like I love your concept of an ecosystem because now they're in our ecosystem inside of our awareness field. As we go through the day, we start to see them over and over and we get these nudges. And I always love telling the story because Every single time I tell a story, it is both true. And I usually have just done it with a new person. So the other day I was trying to look something up and we have a client whose name is, let's just say Sarah. So I went to go find something to send to Sarah. And as I looked up Sarah A, all of a sudden Sarah B's name showed up first. And I was like, huh, oh, Sarah B. I haven't thought about her in a while. And then I, and I didn't think too much of it, but because she's on our prospecting list, our nurture container, I saw her in a different way than I might see her. I still couldn't find the thing for Sarah A. So I went into Facebook and I tried to look up Sarah A and lo and behold, Sarah B's name popped up again. Can't make this up because I went into Google Drive trying to find it and I found Sarah B showed up again. Most people aren't paying attention for those things. So we're paying attention but I took it one step further and I knew that I needed to follow the nudge. So I reached out to Sarah B and I told her, this is crazy, but um, I just saw your name three times. So I'm thinking about you. I hope everything's amazing. At some point we should talk. Oh, the little puppy just came in. Mm. (laughs) And by telling her that I activated kind of the magic of the universe and lo and behold, would you like to know, do you think she was thinking about me too? Of course. Do you think that she said, I think we have to hop on a call even before I invited her to a call? And do you think she bought and joined one of my programs? And do you think that she is having amazing results? 
This is what we talk about when it's like that being willing to see invitations, being willing to take that step. Like I truly believe when you follow the pathway of what some might call like divine alignment or aligned actions or anything like those nudges, when you do those, they return for you. And I think what most people think is that you have to just get into like hardcore grind business, run Facebook ads, send a million emails, do all these things. And by hope and luck or that it'll work because everybody else does it, you'll get clients. We do things totally differently. We do marketing moments so people know that we exist. Those are lighthouse activities. That's so people know we exist. But we are consciously tapping people on the shoulder, paying attention to who's opening and following our inner gut. I have a list of people right now um, that I am in the process of following up from our last marketing moment. And one person, like I looked at her name and I'm like, it's not right. I just don't want to reach out to her today. I saw it for like three or four days. And this morning I saw her name on the list. And I was like, I should send her a message. Mm. She sent me a message this morning before right. I even reached out to her. So I know you have safety in following your human design, following your intuition, and you can get the results you want without having to like drain yourself. Mm. I love it. This is, uh, yeah, this is amazing. It's really nice to see successful women who are allowing themselves to follow their intuition and listen to the different uh, ways that the universe and the earth is speaking, right? I think I'm always on this like decolonization thing, but I think it's like this ability to come back to like witchiness that we've been uh, pushing away since the burnings. Right. Mm -hmm. And I also think about Thatcher a lot. Like the only way to be successful is to like, be like Margaret Thatcher, like, like act as men or masculine or, and it just doesn't feel good unless it's natural. That's the key. Okay. So Shanti, you can totally like relate with this. We've worked with some people who have like really amazing courses. Like they are like the best things ever. And still people get like, what is it? Like three or 4% of people actually finish them or get results with them sometimes. Yeah. Why does that happen? I'll tell you what it's about. It has nothing to do with the quality of what the person put out. It has nothing to do with their integrity or the amazing gloriousness that they, they are. Literally, if you are buying a do it my way, it only works if you are the same style of person. And I think we've forgotten to give ourselves permission to do things differently. Like we are woo. I don't know if this is we're allowed to say curse words. I'll say AF just to be safe, but I usually say the other word. (laughs) And we call it PMS, pale, male, and stale. Mm. The PMS way of doing things feels kind of like PMS ladies and nobody wants PMS and has nothing to do with men. I love my amazing man. I love a lot of the amazing men in my world, but that masculine setup, it was designed to, do you guys know why we have Monday through Friday, nine to five? Tell me. It's because of Henry Ford and the fact that men's testosterone cycles make them the most productive between those hours, they wake up ready to go. And then their testosterone wanes around five o'clock. And so it was set up for them to be the most productive. Our system and our cycle does not function like that. And I think the more that women can especially give themselves permission to 
work in alignment to who they naturally are. Like, this is my favorite thing. Our company, Soul, is all about sales and soul development. We help women like return to themselves to actually understand what is your rhythm? What is your cycle? And I don't just mean like, like your, your actual cycle. I mean, like your rhythm for doing things. There's patterns in your life. And when you can connect to them, it's just that thing. You know how everybody wants flow? Everybody wants it. Like I, you, I'm sure you have talked with many people in your lives and yourself included. I have. I remember like being on a call with one of my mentors years back. And I'm like, I just want to stay in flow. Everything feels good when I'm in flow. And she said, Laura, you can't always be in flow. Mm. <laughs> now, I don't actually believe that's true anymore. I know how to access flow, but I also understand some days my ability to be in flow is like this. And some days it's like this. But that's what we're all looking for. And it's based upon permission. Mm. The permission to do things the way you want to do them matched with strategy. So I think what happens, and I'm sure you guys see it, is that people are either in the land of so far woo in a way that they don't take action or they're in hardcore hustle action and not paying attention to the ethereal we call it, I hate that it's this word, but synergy. I'm like, it's so freaking corporate, but it's sales <laughs> and energy. Right. When you when you have, when you lead with your energy before you do strategy, your strategy will work. Mm. You have to have your energetic alignment first. Yeah, yeah. And what a journey that is in learning what that looks like for you. And even looking at like, and I'll use myself as an example right now is like, have I set up my business in a way that's completely oppositional to how Mm. I best function energetically? And then to like, look at that and like, okay, back up. Something needs to change. I set this up using a blueprint that I thought was like best practice. And now it's not working because that like understanding of my own energy just deepens and deepens. And that's like a whole lot of unraveling, but a really beautiful thing. I think even if it is painful, um, because we always have the option to, to change the way we're doing things. I want to just like quickly come back to that point you made around courses and course completion Mm -hmm. rates and what it has to do with quality and a teacher and I think this is a really fascinating topic and what I've seen in my own program that a few hundred people have gone through now is this phenomenon where the best students, the ones who take action are the ones who like, also we seemingly have like so much in common, this like similar energy, similar vibe, and that's who I often will see as being the, the action takers in that program. It's like this resonance that occurs. Mm-hmm. And it's the same for yeah. me and other people's courses and stuff. So it's why it's critical. So I, number one, when I choose someone to learn from, I find out as much as I can about who they actually are. And I mean, like they're human design, they're Colby and not everybody knows it or shares it, but I've just been in this world long enough. I can tell a lot about who a person is. If somebody's sending emails every single day, high probability they're a generator. (laughs) Or if they're writing really long posts or putting lots of posts out, 
they might be a higher fact finder. Like I can tell if somebody speaks more or if they write more. And so I let myself only go to mentors that mirror me, but it's also something that we use inside of our sales and something that we use inside of how we craft our programs is we know not everybody consumes the same way. And so if somebody shows up and they are higher quick start, they're going to flourish in our programs in a different way than if someone comes in higher fact finder because it's not how we deliver. But to compensate for that, we created a different level of a program so that the higher fact finders can get what they need. We also compensated by that by like making it so we have audio, video, and workbooks when someone's working with us. So I think the key is knowing that, but here's the other really, really important part, alignment. So energetic alignment, and I'll tell a little story. So a couple of years back, I built a program and I put a lot of pressure on it. And I teach not to do this. So okay, it's okay. Sometimes we go off track. You know it. You know that moment where you're like, everything's great. Oh crap, I just went off the track. Well, I built something. I put a lot of pressure to it. And when I put it out, it didn't do what I wanted it to do. And I got in a very like desperate-ish kind of place. I don't like saying that, but I got there. And because I'm really effective with sales, I sold a few people into it because I needed to make the money. And we've all been in that land, but I sold in less than aligned clients and they're lovely humans, but they didn't match my energy. And because I brought a couple in like that, then all of a sudden the rest of the ones that bought were just Mm. like them. And so my energy drained. I was exhausted by running the program. They weren't getting the best out of it. And a lot of people would have called that a failure. But what I realized was a return to things that are in alignment, really being conscious and paying attention. And I brought in who now is my business partner, but Amber to come just kind of lighten it for me and help me deliver. The people in the program got better results. I felt better. And I also made a commitment to be very mindful because moments you go out of alignment are usually very small until you get all the way out. And so I am constantly paying attention to, is this right for me? It also, like, I really think about what you say with courses and programs is I gave myself permission to never, ever, never buy a self-study program ever again, no matter how great it is. Yeah, I'm a a system breaking quick start. Your stuff can be the best in the whole wide world. I probably won't even open it. I'll maybe read a little bit or watch one half of one video and then I'm off to the next thing. So it's not highest and best for you. So I only ever buy premium experiential high ticket programs because I know that's my match. Mm -hmm. But I also realize inside of our business, and I'm sure you do this as well, People come to us who are aligned, but they needed to receive in a different way. So we have same, the guts of what we do, different ways to receive it. So we have high level, high end masterminds, experiential retreats. We do have self-study because some of like our best clients have gotten the best results from self-study. And the other day I had to turn someone away because she showed up and she wanted to buy our lowest ticket offer and knowing who she is, how she works, what she needs. She needed our mastermind. Mm -hmm. And it was just something she was unwilling to be in an investment space for. And that's okay. But I would not sell her something that would not give her the results, even if she would buy it. And so I'm holding the line up here. And I told her, when you're ready, this is here for you and it will work for you. But I won't give you this because it won't work for you. 
And I know it, it like caught her off guard, but I hold that for myself. And I have the sense she's going to come and work with us soon. She just needs to go through the process. Oof, I really love that. It's, um, yeah, I have a lot of unopened courses that I am stoked on and that like, maybe if I gave myself a lot of time to just study, you know, I do love studying. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've also been in courses where, yeah, maybe it's just not aligned right now. And so even though it's not self-study and it is more like experiential and being in conversation and being supported, I'm like not using it as well. Like I don't, I'm not like accessing the parts that make it worthwhile, even though it is like higher ticket or what have you. Okay. So that's the other side of things that I love about courses is I like to give this example. Excuse this up as an example because I do things. I went a little off of alignment again, because it happens. And I purchased a super premium, more than a hundred thousand dollar program from somebody. And I also invested in a funnel that was an additional like 40 grand. So we're, we're close to like about 150 all in and a year of my time. And I decided no matter what I was going to get what I needed, even if it didn't turn into what I needed and what I wanted. So I gave myself permission to go to calls or not go to calls. Uh, When we received the funnel, there's a video that will never see the light of day. Like I've shown it to people who are close to me and they're like, that doesn't even look like you. And I don't mean like, like my hair and makeup. I mean, like literally the word, it, it was bad. It didn't work. It was not good. And I still sold to lots of clients while we were doing that. I don't feel any bitterness or resentment from the, what I paid for and what I didn't get. And the best part of all is when it didn't work, it was actually the catalyst that built our new business Yeah, because had it worked, I would not have been available to do this new thing. And this new thing has brought me way more than that could have ever brought me. So I think also redefining what does success look like when you take someone's programs? Because I think there's so many people out there who especially sell high ticket, high value programs, or even high value, low ticket programs. And people walk away and they're like, I didn't get what I needed. I didn't show up for every call. Uh I didn't like, you don't have to milk everything from something to get what you need. And I always decide when I buy something, I get what I need no matter what. And so it doesn't even have to come through there. And sometimes, do you know what sometimes people need? Sometimes people need to buy from you and fall down because that's usually the moment when something was going to fall apart anyway. And the loss is actually a release versus a loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we release, there's spaciousness for new to come through, right? Mm -hmm. So even releasing the expectations of this 150K investment probably allowed this new thing, which seems like a a partnership that's like really expansive for you in a way that like probably your mind couldn't have imagined anyway until it came through, right? Can we talk about water? Again, Mm -hmm. because that really piqued my interest, especially in the way that like what you said was like when you're in the water phase, it's when you want to burn it all down. But I don't know what you're supposed to do. So Mm. I wonder (laughs) if you could give us some like some 
something there because I, I, I come and go for that. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Like, or if yeah. Shanti's feeling like, oh, the business isn't quite in alignment mm-hmm. with how I need to work, mm-hmm. but what do you do? Because it's certainly not burning. Yeah. Down I agree time. with you on that. You should not burn it down no matter what, almost never, or at least not when you want to do it, uh-huh. it needs to sit. So there's a few things and here's what's been really fun is so while Amber is the originator and creator of, uh, we call it business magic with the elements, I realized I was doing the same thing. I just didn't call it that. It was just me following my energy. When I had more energy, I did things. But one of the things we do, number one, is when you identify water, you, you go through these the cycle of these each month. Uh, some people, it's a couple of days. Some people, it's like more like a week. And there's a different rotation. I usually go from water to fire to earth to air back into water. And knowing that we block off our water weeks. So I have very, very light schedules so that when you have those days where you're like, I don't feel like doing this and I'm going to go force myself to do something like one of our beloved clients, uh, she scheduled a big masterclass. It was a big like workshop. There's a lot of like, People need to buy. This thing is happening. She scheduled it during her water week. And she had met us and just started learning about it. And this was already in place before we got there. And she got off of it, came to our mastermind call and was like bawling. And she's like, I had the lowest, I had the highest number of people sign up, the lowest attendance. No one bought right away. And now I'm exhausted. And we're like, what, how are you feeling? What did you want to do today? And water is usually when you want to rest, you want to do nothing or you want to like read a book and curl up in a ball. And that's what she wanted, but she forced herself to do the masterclass. And of course it didn't give her what she wanted. And so when you know that the tools that you should do, and here's what I would do during water. Number one, we are so grateful. Neither Amber and I go through it at the same time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we just, I, I go to my, I call them my critical few. I have just a few very close girlfriends who are also really powerful business owners. They know it. Like there's a difference between like, I have my friends who are not in entrepreneur land and I have my friends who are in entrepreneur land. And sometimes you need to go to those people and be like, I'm having one of those days. Can you please remind me who I am and what is important to me before I take action? And the other thing is you should be resting and rejuvenating. So this is a time where a lot of times we don't have anything on our calendar. We don't book any sales activities. We purposefully have space. Sometimes we go, like we tack our vacation time with our families to when we're in a water week so that there's like, it feels good to be in that resting zone. And water weeks. All right. So I love this. And this is lining up with something I've been working on, which is this idea of seasons, but Mm. the exact same thing because that we're shifting through seasons of fallow, which would be water and then fertile, which is like spring creativity, but uncertainty. And then, um, flourish, which is like harvest abundance sales. That would be like fire. So, but how do you predict when you're going to be in a water week? Like I could see how this would line up with your physical feminine cycle of like when you are menstruating Sorry, dudes, but we're going there. So I can see how that would line up. And then also maybe like just tracking. Like for me, I actually feel more water week after the week that I like had my cycle, which is it's not weird, but it's 
And that's the other thing is elemental alignment doesn't always match your cycle. It kind of goes along with it. I will tell you what you do. This is not <laughs> the red book comes out. The red book. I, love I know. It. So we have a tracking chart. And so each day of the week, and they waver sometimes. And what we mean by wavering is there'll be days where you go from earth into fire or from water into air. And, and everyone, again, has their own rhythm. But if you track it, usually for two to three months, and it doesn't take that long to know it. But if you track for that, you'll see where your rhythm is. And then just like you were talking about with seasons, most of us have one or two months a year that we are more in one element than the other. So I'll give you an example. So Amber, every month of May is in a water month. And when she comes out, there is something like riveting and magic. For Mm -hmm. me, it's usually January and July. And also for her, I think November sometimes does that. But when we know it and we mark it and how we found this is she tracks everything with journaling. So she'll just flip back in her journal and be like, oh yeah, almost exactly this day, a couple of years ago, I was reading, oh my God, life is the best thing ever. Or, oh my God, I can't believe nothing works. But if you track it on a daily basis and we ask one question to know, I mean, we have an entire course on how to do this, but the most simple thing to ask is if you could do anything today, what would you do? What do you want to do? Like what was your, not what you have to do, but what do you want to do? And what's really also important about this is we have a couple women in our world who have some health concerns and some very serious. And there's a difference between your body being what's going through a period of, uh, she has a few autoimmune diseases and extreme adrenal fatigue and like shutting down. And she's like, I have no energy. And we're like, not what does your body want to do, but if you had your energy, what would your mind be excited to play with today? And we use it in our four-part formula, speak, sell, serve, soul. And those also match with the elements. You speak when you're in your air. It's that part where you're like excited and everything is like all the ideas, all the creation. You can still have that when you're sick. Mm. Like you can be physically not well, but your mind wants to go. So just give yourself short little spaces to do that. If you're in your fire, it is when you are like at your highest passion level. It's also fiery. So we've learned um, just like in water, you don't make those big decisions. In fire, sometimes you can burn people. So I have a tendency when I'm feeling in my fire, I will ask permission to say something to somebody as opposed to just spit it out because fire can be fiery. It's usually like high passion, but we also try to match all of our marketing moments to usually when one of us is in fire. So when we stand in the virtual stage or the physical stage and make an invitation, it is felt throughout the room. And earth is for order and organization. And my favorite one is you, we usually ask, what would you do today? And they're like, I'm not sure. We're like, okay, what did you do today? And if you've ever found yourself cleaning your office, when you should have been doing something else, you're probably in earth. If you go to look for something and you're like, why isn't everything organized? And I need it put to order. So we kind of had that little hack of, if you want to do nothing, it's probably water. If you would just like to like, not scream at people, but like, you know, almost everyone knows when fire is happening. Earth and air can sometimes feel a little different, but it's like, if you want to put things to order, or if you just, I have so many ideas, I wish I could get everything done today and I can't get it done. That's usually air. 
I love how it's based on tracking, based on deciding. I do like human design a lot and and these different things, but I, I like how that that allows us to actually it's like self-led, but not necessarily mm-hmm. like, sure, it could be astrological, but mm-hmm. we're asking ourselves. We're not asking the stars. I love yeah. that. So that's literally what the soul is, mm-hmm. is we say this, like one of my clients, um, who I was actually working on all this stuff today. She's like, Laura, I know this shit. Like we've been working together. Why did I, why couldn't I figure it out myself? I'm like, chill out. You can't do your own brain surgery Mm -hmm. and this is you. Like we return our clients themselves. Mm -hmm. Soul is self-led. So like if I, without knowing you very well, Don, but knowing you, Shanti, even what I do know, if I just told you to go do something, it might work. But if I have a conversation and ask you what you want and we come up with a few options you're going to land on the one and I can guide you to the one that is for you. And when you go do it, it will always work. This is also why some people have great results working with some coaches and very low results for other people, because a lot of times coaches and mentors tell people what to do. And I always ask them like, would you like me to tell you what to do? But when I do, I am paying attention to your body's response. If I say it and you're like, yes, or even like subtly, it's for you. You go take action. It will work. If I simply say, hold on, you need to do a launch and it needs to have five emails. It needs to do this. And you go do it. It's not going to work. Even if I just told you the best thing ever, if it doesn't feel right for you. I think there's something there too. That makes me want to come back to that Henry Ford thing. Like, I don't think the question, and I'm guessing, cause I have not been in your program, but I don't think the question is like, what do you feel like doing for eight hours today? Like, it's not necessarily like, what do you mm-hmm. feel like grinding? It's mm-hmm. more like if you were in full abundance and mm-hmm. you know, the, the work that you did brought in everything you needed. So you don't need to grind. Like, what would you do today? And I, I think that would be something like, I love, I would love to just like, I had a great day at work yesterday. I just like moved a lot of projects forward in a really like flowy way. And I like finished work and I did the whole thing. And it was like that generator dream. Um, Whereas other days I'm like, oh, I don't want to write this email sequence. And then it's really hard to get to that place. Right. So, but maybe if it was like a 90 minute session instead of an eight hour or, or what have you, I just, I think then it would be more, it would be, I just think we ask so much out of ourselves work-wise and by we, I mean, Chantel, um, it's <laughs> like, I'm like, you need to just take water weeks, even if you don't know when they are yet and just take the calls off your schedule or only like meet with people you really love and are excited about. And like, as opposed to like doing another sales call or, or something, which those can be great too. But like, especially if it was like someone that Laura sent you, that was like already in alignment that you were excited to talk about, you know? So I will say this this is the rule. Only do what feels good. Mm -hmm. And here's the like, but Laura, there's things I have to do. Like I have to sit with my son and help him with his homework. I love my son. I love helping him. I think homework is like the stupidest thing in the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he knows I know that. (laughs) But what we do is we find a way to make it fun while we're doing it. There is quite frequently laughter. Like I know how to make it be just a little silly 
So both of us have a higher vibration experience because in business, there are a few have tos, like I have to do this, but we think there are so many more than there are. And I always liken it to working out, which I think is funny because I'm not working out, even though I'm supposed to. Peloton <laughs> bike is in the other room. I haven't touched in a while. We won't talk about that. Um, but working out, some people love it. Like my husband goes to the gym every day, lifts weight, looks gorgeous, and it energizes him. And it's part of his, like what he does. And I don't, but I like the outcome. So if I had to put working out on a only do what feels good, only do what you like level, I'm only going to do working out actions that actually are enjoyable to me. And I'm only going to put it in if it is giving me the outcome that feels joy. Mm. I don't like going to the dentist, but I don't like going to the dentist. So I go twice a year. So what, like, I think there's this line where some people think that it's also irresponsible to only do what feels good. But I will tell you this story and Shanti, you will love this. So we did an event a couple of years, an amount of time ago, time is very funny. And we had probably like 20 or 30 people signed up and we really wanted like over a hundred. And I remember like trying to write a few emails to welcome people in. And I kept sitting down and trying to force it and it just wasn't working. And I would start and luckily I was unable to complete them even though I kept trying to. Most people, what they do is they force themselves and send them out. And I finally just stopped and I just sat with it. And about two weeks before the event, I had this feeling and I went and did a live. And then I sent that live in an email and we went from 30 people registered to 107 from one email. What most people are afraid to do and think they need to do, what I'm choosing email as an example is, They think they have to send me 11 or 12 emails they didn't feel like writing or didn't feel aligned to or didn't want to do. Because if they don't do that, they're not going to get the results. And what we teach our clients and what I firmly believe is when you are open to alignment, when you wait for alignment, but you take action when the alignment is there, it will give you higher and better results. Just like what you were saying before, Dawn, is not working eight whole hours. Like, Amber in her air energy put together six months of our content in 90 minutes. What? I know. And I, it's, this is like a true story moment. We were on a call with our gal who does all of our social media and everyone has a Google doc open and we do a little typing and we talk it out and it all just flew out. Love it. Yeah. Mm. Which as creatives, I think it's easy to see that when you have that alignment and you feel inspired, it like just pours out. And then we label ourselves as like procrastinators when that doesn't happen. But really, it's, it's actually just, it's not the right time. It's not the right energy. The alignment's not there. And learning to honor that is like really unlearning all of the Henry Ford bullshit that Mm -hmm. we've been indoctrinated to believe. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to call out that there were two of you and the person who helps you with your social media. So I think their support is a big part of that too. Yeah. Like aligned and supported and then Mm -hmm. everything can flow out. And especially if you're like a catalyst, no matter what, 
you design type, et cetera, you are, if you're a catalyst person and you have the right people supporting you, then you can let all that flow out and it'll turn into something and you can let it go. You don't have to struggle to get the next part of it done necessarily. I know that's another thing. I love that you brought up support because I think there's this fallacy of self-made or she can do it all or he can do it all. I am so freaking supported. Like we retired my husband almost eight years ago now, maybe more. I'm like trying to remember, like it's time is very weird. It was back in 2014 and he is full time at home. Like he is right now off in the school line waiting to pick our kid up from school. If I didn't have that resource, I couldn't be here with you. And whatever time of day you're actually watching this, it's, it doesn't matter. Like I can be present for all the things that are needed. He knows if I don't leave my office after an hour or two, he'll bring me some food. Like this is my soup from earlier today that he brought to me. So supported inside my business. We have a very lean team, but everyone knows their roles. They're expert and it makes it so you can work together. So please, again, in that land of permission, do not beat yourself up. Like Amber and I joining together in partnership was designed for two really important reasons. Well, probably like 17, but two really important ones. One, just more fun. I mean, like literally we get together and we laugh. She and I are both like the people that we could talk to all day long and never shut up. And we still have more things to talk about. It's just interesting. And it's like, we have more fun, which raises our vibration, which calls in more clients, like makes everything, like it's just better. And I think you brought this up earlier, Don, um, which is like expanded capacity. Like one plus one is not two. One plus one is actually more like infinity. One of the things Mm -hmm. we learned is by myself, I can hold a mastermind of about 12 to 14 people. And so my thought was, okay, well, Amber and I can together hold a mastermind, two people of about 24 people. In reality, what we can hold is a group of 50, a group of 12, and a group of 18 And we still have room to grow for more people in each of our programs. Um, I have a couple of things. First of all, I want to be one of your clients. I don't think you were trying to do that, but I am like (laughs) jumping in. I was like, like, wait, what is that? I don't even know the henchman move. I was trying to like (laughs) twirl my mustache. I I just feel like this has been an organic conversation, Um, but I feel, and I feel like we're we're coming to the end of our chat. So you have to come back on because Mm. there, I really want to talk about selling with love in the Mm. future with you, but I feel like this conversation just was that. So if you are listening and you're like, how do I sell without seeming salesy? It's like, maybe it's just heart forward. And I imagine I'm not the only person who's like, uh, how do I jump into the highest ticket offer you have? Yeah. I have a program for that and I will make an invitation (laughs) to you. And PS, uh, this does kind of happen on every single podcast. (laughs) Right? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think there's something so beautiful and natural about that. Cause we've really just been talking about types and how to be yourself and how to, how to be in your business as yourself and really flourish. So I said, I had two things, but I think that was it. But well, the first one was like, shit, I think I need to join all of your programs. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was like, and it's because of this, like, you don't seem salesy at all. I don't think that that was behind anything that you just spoke about. And so just for our listeners, 
because I feel like all of the time, everything that comes through is people being like, how do I sell without being salesy? Mm -hmm. And it really seems like probably leaning into who you are and and leaning into, we talk about transformation all the time, but leaning into who it's for and who is aligned probably is how you're not, not salesy. I'm not, I'm trying, not trying to speak for you. So I'll I'll stop there. You're literally saying the words I would say. So the number one thing is I know myself. And I know our ideal client backwards, forwards, and sideways. So I, I've even said it before, like I, when we used to be in physical rooms, I would sit down next to somebody and I'd turn them and I'd like chuckle a little to myself because I know that they're one of our people. Mm. And so because I know that so well, I can be truly open, truly connected. But the truth of the matter with sales is when you are genuine, it works. When you speak with conviction, And I don't love the word confidence because confidence can be false bravado, but here's the thing. I know, like I know, like I know, like I know my stuff. I know it backwards and forwards and sideways. I believe in it. I do it for myself. I help my clients. I am so firm in that certainty. You can feel that for me. I've got so much experience and everyone who's listening, you can sit in exactly the same seat that I'm sitting. It doesn't matter if you have 20 years or 20 minutes of doing something. When you have certainty, that belief, we like to say, you've heard no like, and trust. Amber and I take it a little step further. It's no believe, love, and they will buy. Mm -hmm. And what that means is it's a two-sided street. Like Don, I want to talk to you forever, Shanti. I feel like I I would love that that we just kept going and talking forever. (laughs) Um, And that's the no. I want to know you, not just have you know me. I want both. I want to fall in love with you and I want you to fall in love with me. I want you to feel how much I believe in you, how much I believe in myself. And I want you to believe in yourself and you to believe in me. And when those things happen on both sides, you buy. And so what I'm always looking for is how do we have a two-sided street? I don't sell at anyone. I mean, I think I probably talk a lot more <laughs> because I'm a verbal processor and I talk, but I want to know who you are. I want to know what you love. I want you to share my borrowed belief. Like my client who showed up and was like, why didn't I, can't I do this for myself? I'm like, you don't have to. Let me be your moment of strength when you don't have your strength. Mm. Just hits home, honestly. And I think that's the whole point of, doing this work and having an online business and supporting people in whatever capacity, whether you're a coach or a service provider or a course creator or something else, it's knowing the person on the other side and being able to genuinely help them. Mm -hmm. But so much of what we're taught is so one-sided and we're missing the mark with the no like trust as mm. the as the model because the no really is them knowing you and there's no reciprocation. Yeah. There is no script. Like I don't need a script. Like I teach my five steps to yes because I want everyone to understand a framework and the arc of the sale because almost no one teaches it. I want you to have a framework, but there's no script. And if you want to know how outreach works. Like I have my clients who are like, what are your scripts? And I'm like, 
I genuinely want to know the person and I send them a real message of real connection and they respond. I can also look at somebody's email they sent and tell you why no one responded to it because we put out these signals that we want people to buy. But I am legit and genuine when I do outreach to somebody and it works because of that. You don't need a script. <sighs> yeah. That's the key, I think, beyond projectoriness and it not being natural. But sometimes it is natural and sometimes it's genuinely like, well, this person is on my mind and, and keeps showing up and I would be doing a disservice to them and myself by not letting them know that. Whenever I dream about other people, I always try and tell them. And sometimes that is like a really weird, awkward conversation (laughs) because you're like, hey, we haven't talked in three years, but you were in my dream last night and we were like going down a water slide and totally naked, like, you know, weird shit. But I think about people, I know, I think about our people in the shower. And in fact, when we work together, you'll hear this quite frequently in the Voxer. I was thinking about you in the shower and I had all these ideas. In fact, my business partner and the gal who's doing our branding are joking around that they want to start a podcast called Shower Thoughts. Yes. Because yeah. they like we get these shower thoughts, leap out of the shower and we'll box her a message. But like, this is the stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what makes enjoyment in business. And it is a requirement on your part that you act on your inspiration because there is somebody out there who desperately needs you. And I just firmly believe that we are we are who I used to be. And you may or may not relate. I am the one trip person. So if I was going to the grocery store, I would try to carry all the bags in at one time. And my husband's like, what are you doing? Don't do that. I also don't grocery shop anymore. He takes care of all of that. But what I've learned is that's how most of us are. We don't actually want to ask for help and we desperately need it. However, if I was outside trying to take all the bags by myself and someone showed up and just offered to carry some of the bags with me, I would have received that help. That's what you're doing when you do sales and outreach. Somebody out there is under the burden of too many bags. And you know, number one, maybe they don't even need to carry the bags. They can set it down. That might be your brilliance, like limiting beliefs and letting things go. Maybe you know that they need help carrying the bags into the house. Maybe you know they need help carrying them in the house and making the meal. Maybe they need someone to share the meal with. Like that's our role when we do sales. And I think we've forgotten that because we think that it is a mechanics of business. It is a critical skill that everyone needs to have if you're going to run a business because the sale is where the magic happens. It's what allows you to do your service, but it's as simple as offering to help someone carry their groceries in. That analogy is life. Yeah. This is like, this is where I say, this has been amazing. Where can people find you? Because that is mic drop, truth bomb. Like, let's mm-hmm. save whatever else we want to do for the next pod mm-hmm. and, and go for three hours. So yeah, if people want to just experience everything that you have to offer, where's the best place to find you? Come hang with us on our website. It is Sold Inc. S-O-U-L-D-I-N-C.com. We are the Sold Sisters, my business partner and I. And we have tons of resources. We have a blog where you can come get some tools. We have a quiz. It's very exciting. I get very excited about Shanti when I think about quizzes. Uh, we also host monthly marketing moments, which what that means is once a month, we are usually offering a free experience to come hang with us. 99% of what we do is experiential. 
So you come get support. We are not static trainers. We will, yes, teach you all the hows. Um, and we really focus on helping women create high level experiences that are high ticket masterminds. And I use that word. Some days it's a mastermind, some days it's a group program, some days it's a retreat, but really teaching them how to lead from your soul, how to sell with your heart and have the business and life of your dreams. Just a little wonder. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, this is amazing. I always am just so happy about the people that Shanti brings into my life. So such a pleasure to meet you and speak with you. you. Thank you so much. Shanti, you want to mm-hmm. close this off? Yeah, just so grateful for you, Laura. This has been absolutely revitalizing to just mm-hmm. be in your energy and connect. It's been a while. Oh my gosh. So I've missed you. I think all of our listeners are going to just like mm. Mm, take these groceries into that, into <laughs> their being and feel so nourished. So thank you. Part two, here we come. Well, look at you listening to the very end. We are so deeply grateful for you and borderline obsessed with hearing what resonated most and how you're taking the seeds planted in these conversations and sowing them in your life and business. It would mean more than you know if you would share this episode with a friend or subscribe, rate, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Your reviews tell the algos behind the apps that we are worth pressing play on. So please, if you're feeling generous, take two minutes to share the love. And if you are curious around what your unique advantage is in this wild and wacky online world, Take the unfair advantage quiz at shandyzack.com forward slash UA quiz. And thank you again, sunshine. Go light up the world and we'll see you next time.